0: Loose ball. Yo, he goes up. The basket counts. He gets it over to the doctor. Tie ball game. Here's a shot Julius. He shoots. He starts. starts. Anthony for 3. Bang! That one goes down and the game is tied. Here's the ramp moving on Tucker. He turns, he shoots. Yes. Yes. With one second Talking Knicks, Nets, and all things across the association. This is Pick and Pod on WFUV Sports. Welcome back to another edition of Pick and Pod WFUV's basketball podcast. I'm Jack Roach, joined by Gigi Spear and Will Talent. And the trade deadline's creeping up. We've got a lot to break down. We've got the All Star starters revealed. But first, Gigi and Will, how are you guys doing?
1: Bag. I'm great. I'm so happy we're doing something together again. And then, Will, this is you and I's first time ever even meeting, I think. So this is pretty cool. I'm good. It's a Friday night. I'm doing great. How you doing, Will?
2: I'm doing fantastic, Gigi. It's nice to meet you for the first time, too. And uh, there's never a bad night to talk about basketball. So let's get into it.
0: Oh, I love that because my Friday night plans are going to be sitting on my couch and watching basketball all night long staying safe, staying warm because we've got a blizzard coming in at 10 o'clock. We've got the Knicks at Milwaukee right now. The Knicks are 23 and 26, definitely disappointing start for them. They're 11th in the East right now, and they've lost two in a row and four of their last five. I think we can all agree that the expectations for this team were much higher than where they're at right now. And, you know, For me, raised a Celtics fan, now starting to get into the Nets. I don't get as much exposure to the Knicks. Guys, what's going wrong with this team right now? Why are they where they're at right now with all the additions? And I guess what hasn't really clicked for them so far?
1: Oh, my God. This is such a great question. And I knew this was coming like two months ago when we would do Pick and Pod and everybody's like, oh, man, let's go Knicks, like number four spot in the East. Um, Now they're dropped down to the 11th spot. And I want to say, before I get into, I think, their problems, I think tonight might be a great game. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm being an optimist. I think it will be a great matchup against Milwaukee. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to put that there. I might regret saying that. But I think the biggest problem for the Knicks right now is just scoring. And like I know, Will, you'll get into this more about what you think the problems are for them. But the way the points are spread across it's great to have multiple players in double digits like against the heat you had rj barrett julius randall and like four other players all in double digits so it's great but no 20 point performances from any of them and I think what they're really missing is that just score that you could just rely on to go off like a Kevin Durant for 29 or like LeBron for 29 obviously Steph and other all-stars throughout the league but that's a problem and I think it's the next problem one of the predictions going into this year is that they would do better at home and we haven't even seen that happen so it's just that it's so annoying to say but it's scoring and I think what we could also say too is like, it's just the Knicks being the Knicks again. And that is just making me so sad. And um, I know I have a lot of Knicks fans in my life and in my family um, and they're just backwards. Like, all right, this is who they're going to be. But that being said, tonight might be a great game. And I also wouldn't write them off for the rest of the season.
2: Yeah, Gigi, you bring up a great point about the scoring. They, you know, they bring in these guys in free agency. Specifically, I'll point out Evan Fournier, they brought him in to address a really weak spot on that team, which was three point shooting. And um, he's been a little off in terms of the contract that he was given by the Knicks and more like overall, I definitely agree with you on the scoring. It, it's just, it's not where it needs to be or where it should be at all. I just think it's overall consistency on both sides of the ball. Just, I look at Julius Randle sometimes and I'm, I'm watching him ball out and he's like, oh, he's at 25 and maybe he'll drop uh, for a double-double, pick up 10 boards. And then the next game, he may get 12 and have just a really lackluster performance on defense. Now, I don't want to put it on Julius because it's the whole team, but that, that's your main guy. That's the guy that you're going to turn to in big situations. And, it, you know, the, like I said, the overall consistency of this team is just exactly, in my opinion, what is going to keep them down and keep them at the like the cusp of the play-in, not even, not even the seven seed. I don't even think that far. We go, I I think we got to stick with the play-in and hopefully they get there, but they really need to, you know, you win a game. Let's try to win another one. Let's not drop three and then we'll win again.
0: Yeah. Well, I love that you mentioned consistency because the other day my roommate and I decided to go see the Knicks for fun and it was the Knicks Pelicans game. Where I believe Julius Randle had four points. So that's not great. Time. That's not great out of your kind of um franchise player. And I guess a, a positive note, you have RJ Barrett playing really well in 2022, but he, he can't be the only guy. And you look at some of those additions that they had in the offseason, you mentioned Evan Fournier and you know, I saw him on the Celtics. I like him Fournier, yeah. in the Olympics, he was awesome for France, but for some reason it just hasn't clicked um, with this team. And Kemba Walker has had high points in the season and he's had low points. And we're at a point now where the Knicks have to assess who on this roster is in it for the long haul. And the rumors right now are that the Knicks are looking to trade away some of their veterans to, open up uh, minutes for their younger players because you know as we've seen with Tibbs he kind of settles into his rotation and you know even you you trade for Cam Reddish and he hasn't really gotten any playing time yet I think the hope is that he settles into the rotation but do either of you guys see any targets for this team or even players internally that you see on the way out because you know for every guy you bring in a guy's got to go out.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. I see so many rumors about Julius Randle being a possible target to trade out. I think that's so crazy. I love Kemba and you must love Kemba too, but I don't get how you could be a point guard and then have no assists and only seven points in a game like they did. um, He did the other day. I just, yeah, I think that's really disappointing. That was against the heat and so I don't want to say Julius Randle, and I think that's what a lot of people are saying, but he's one of their most consistent performers and one of their leading scorers, too. Um, I know R.J. Barrett, too. You want to keep him there. I think he is, came in as a Nick, and you want to just have them have some success while he's here and while he's young, too. I think that's amazing. So I would love to keep those two players there, and I hate to say it, but I would see it making sense to have Kemba out because he was so streaky and talk about inconsistency. I think you definitely see that in him. And I was cunning him slack a lot of the time this whole season, because I thought he would just turn it around, but I don't think we've seen that. And I think that they could use a really, really good point guard. That being said, I don't really know who would come in for them because I don't know who would commit to the Knicks right now. I think earlier in the season would be a whole different story. But right now, I think that's just really tough to say. And um, even for players to comment on now, nobody really knows what's going to happen because I think what we'll see in – General in the NBA in the next couple of weeks um, is just people, or even in free agency, is multi-team deals, and I feel like that's what's been rising in the past couple of years too. So I I couldn't say you could trade this guy for this guy because it would have to go through another team.
2: Yeah, Gigi, I'm on the same page as you with uh, Kemba. I was really excited when he came in, and I could kind of see him now leaving because he's just not he's not the player that they signed or that they thought they were going to uh, sign. And he, I could definitely see him leaving. I don't really buy into Julius Randle leaving. You give him that max deal, and then all of a sudden, you just throw your hands up in the air and say, Oh, you know what, you're gone. I don't, I I can't really see that happening real, um, happening realistically. But, um, guys like Fournier and more specifically Alec Burks, Alec Burks has been getting a lot more playing time as of late, maybe not a lot, but a little more minutes than usual. And I think that's an effort. Um, to boost his draft, uh, excuse me, his uh, his trade value. So maybe the Knicks can get something out of him. He's been he's always been pretty consistent for the Knicks in the last few years that he's played for them. And then that opens up opportunities for guys like Quentin Grimes and um, Obi Toppin And then obviously newly acquired Cam Reddish. We want to see him hit the floor a little more um, and see what they can uh, see what Tibbs can use in terms of these guys and see where they fit in the long term. But I don't really see the Knicks going out and getting anybody. I think it, I think this season is more of, you know what, we'll just, we'll go with what we have and we'll just, we'll finish out the year like that. The only guy that I could really see the Knicks going out and getting, and maybe not even at the deadline, maybe in the off season, is Donovan Mitchell. And then in that case, you would trade RJ. You would probably have to trade RJ Barrett. And I don't really know if I'm on board with doing that. So in terms of bringing anybody in, I don't really see it happening. But I, I can definitely see a few guys hitting the road and going somewhere else.
0: Will, are you uh, getting your sources from Chris Persianen? No, not Chris. But <laughs> you never know. Well, we'll just leave it at that. No, no, Chris Persianen. I was just recording something with him earlier for women's basketball. So Nick's Twitter loves Chris. WFUV loves Chris. Um, Great guy. Yeah, of course. Of course. And with this Knicks roster, I'm curious to hear what he has to say, but um, I think a target that for the right price, I feel like Miles Turner is a guy they should take a look at. I definitely think that would be an immediate upgrade for a Pacers team that kind of seems to be selling. Um, There's been rumors about him and Sabonis on the way out, but if the Knicks can come to a deal with Jalen Brunson I think that would be great he's having a career season and if the Mavericks come to terms with you know maybe not being able to pay him in the offseason he's an impending free agent I think the Knicks should definitely try and and I guess make a call on him because they definitely do need a point guard that Kemba Walker move has not panned out and you mentioned Alec Burks they're boosting his value he definitely could be a guy that um is on the way out but well, you mentioned that you don't expect the Knicks to make any major moves right now. And my question—I'll start with you first. Will. are the Knicks a playoff team with this current roster? I
2: think they're a play-in team if they can scratch and claw a few wins down the stretch. Because you never know; weird, weird things have happened before. That team last year was a four seed, and they weren't—they really shouldn't even have been in the playoffs. So weirder things have happened in this game, but realistically, I can see them squeezing in at 10, but right now it's just so uncertain. It, it, it's really tough to tell, but I, I, to answer your question, I could see them squeezing in at 10 and then it's a crap shoot from there.
1: Whoo! oh my gosh. Okay, first of all, before I answer this, Jack, who are they bringing in Miles Turner for is my question to you.
0: I don't know. I mean, he's not Mitchell Robinson, he's got value though. I think Mitchell Robinson has value. Maybe I'm listening to I think Chris too much.
1: keep him.
0: I don't know. I mean, I don't think that miles Turner's like this crazy, like blue chip guy. Like I think he can be, you can get him for the right price. I don't think he's going to fetch like a crazy deal. Okay.
1: That's- I see what you're saying. Efficiency in, in cost. Okay. All right. I see that. Um, okay. I'm going to keep being an optimist this whole show. Yeah, let's go Knicks playoff team. Just because what is happening right now, I can't believe the current standings. Like, earlier on, it made sense. Nets were riding the number one spot. Jack and I, we know. It made sense. It was nice to be in Barclays. But now you have the Cavs ahead of the Nets. (laughs) You have the Bulls in the heat good again. And coming into the season, I think a lot of people are predicting the Knicks to be, you know, where they are now, 11. But... Last year, they were they were a playoff team, and they only got better in the offseason, even if it doesn't seem like that right now. So I'm going to have some optimism, have some faith, because I know, like I said, a lot of Knicks supporters in my life. So I want to keep the faith for them. Also, I just think it's a crazy year, and there's so much going on in the East and like a lot of teams moving around. I think that they could also be out your Celtics, Jack. I think that could be something. I don't think... The Celtics are that much better than the Knicks. So Celtics in the eighth spot right now, the Knicks I think could be there too.
0: I think the Celtics are playing the Hawks tonight. So I'll <laughs> definitely be watching that hoping for a win, but you mentioned the the movement in the Eastern conference standings and the Cavaliers have leapfrogged the nets. Nets are now 29 and 19 tied for the fourth spot with the 76ers. And this team has definitely struggled In the absence of Kevin Durant, they drop back-to-back home games. Game one, Lakers. Gigi, you got to see your guy, LeBron James. And then game two, they play the Nuggets. I was there. Got to see my guy, Jokic. But Kevin Durant is going to be missing a few more weeks, bare minimum. And Kyrie Irving is probably not getting vaccinated. So right now you've got a team that essentially has James Harden and rotational guys around him. And I guess, Gigi, I want to start with you because you get a lot of exposure to the team. What, what's, going, what's going on with the Nets right now and how are they going to improve? Because this team is not a four seed. They, they need to be better than that.
1: Whew, okay. Yeah, I that's nice. You guys go nuggets. I was wondering who's covering that. That's huge. And yeah, for me, it was great to be there for Lakers nets. I was amazing. And something that I saw out of the Lakers that I just didn't see out of the nets in that game, Lakers ended up winning 106 96. But they were ahead of them pretty much the entire game. There wasn't that many lead changes is the Lakers were having so much fun and they were fast and they were running the floor. And I think that if you look at the people who are on the court with James Harden, a lot of young talent, like even I think someone I've gotten to know and love uh, in the past month or two because he's getting more playing time, Nick Claxton. I think he's such an exciting player for the Nets and obviously is just like a highlight reel with all his dunks but it wasn't that it, they looked panicked. And I mean, it makes sense. You would be missing two out of your big three, but I completely agree with you. I think this roster, even without Kyrie and KD right now is better than a number four spot. I think James Harden is way too experienced to be losing in games like this, but he did all he could. He had a triple double. I don't think it's on him. And then against the nets, I mean, excuse me against the nuggets, another loss, 124, 118, I think that we saw a lot of good stuff out of the Nets. But what we're also missing, which I think is huge, is no Joe Harris. So you see this, too, is a lot of the three-point scoring is left to Patty Mills. And you saw me went off for 21 against the Nuggets, but he's not that consistent. And when he shoots a three, everybody gets up. But then when he makes a three, everybody gasps because he's not that consistent with making the threes. And I think a lot of the scoring falls on him and Katie's absence. So yeah, you got to wait for Katie to come back, see if he plays the all-star game. Probably not. It's only in a couple of weeks. Um, but I think there's a lot of good stuff. There's good young talent, Nick Claxton, even Cam Thomas. He had a great game also against the Nuggets. And I think that was something that a lot of Nets fans have been waiting for. But uh, I would say one more thing before I give it to you, Will, is, I would love to see more out of Blake Griffin. He's a great defensive player. He's going to get boards. He even has a good amount of assists for a big man. But I was talking to one of the security guards and warm-ups, and I was like, man, I think Griffin will go off for a couple threes tonight. And they were like, no way, dude. Like they need to throw it down low. Look how much like strength he has. He could body people and just take it to the hoop. And he doesn't do that. Like we don't see him do that a lot. He only had six points against the nuggets and, barely really played against um the lakers so i think that they're missing a really good big that we saw nick claxton take over for with emphatic slams too so yeah that is a huge thing there's no big when katie's playing he can drive to the hoop but you know he's like he's like a point guard he's like the 22 2022 player you know like just long but also could shoot the ball um so in his absence they need to rely more on looking inside is what i would say
2: I'm really happy you brought up Patty Mills, Gigi, because before Christmas, I was really high on Patty Mills. He was really looking good. And then all of a sudden, and Katie goes down, and then all of a sudden, Patty had to take a bigger role. And like you said, we saw that inconsistency. That, to me, is a sign of lack of depth. I think the Nets really need more depth, kind of all the way around. James Harden, he's been fantastic, but he just – he can't do it all himself, The guy's averaging 23 points a game, 10 assists, over eight rebounds. Well, we almost have a triple-double here in in averages, and, you know, that's great, but Harden isn't that kind of player that is going to just take over – he can just take over the team and carry them to where they need to go. He's doing everything that he possibly can, and, you know, you got to give him that. But the Nets are desperate – it's desperate, and it's very evident that they – want and need Kevin Durant back and they're not going to get him for, for for a few weeks now so and we all like you said Jack the vaccination of Kyrie Irving that's not going to happen um it, it just it handcuffs the Nets in any way possible because Kyrie having Kyrie there that puts Patty Mills in that depth position and now you're asking more out of Patty Mills who you're not really you're not paying to be a starter you're paying him to be a role guy this team really, it needs, it it needs its star back. It needs KD and you need to work around the deadline to try to fill in those gaps on the bench specifically. And I think down low, they can use a little help too. You know Um, you were talking about Blake Griffin, Gigi and um, how he's just not, he's not going after um, those buckets that he, that we were accustomed to him uh, accustomed to before. So this next team, um, they're slumping right now, but I'm confident I'm, and I'm a Knicks fan, I'm more confident in the Nets now though. I hate to say it. I think this Nets team is going to um, it's going to come back strong. They're not going to finish in the 5, they're going to they're going to finish higher than 5 and um, just wait for Kevin Durant to come back and just go to weather the storm.
0: I agree. I agree that there's only so much you can do without Durant. Like they're not going to replicate what, you know, the production they get when he's on the, like, it's just not going to happen. He's a generational player, but Harden is pretty close to that. Right. I love James Harden. He's probably my favorite player in the league for Christmas. I got a Nets, James Harden Jersey, and there's all these rumors now that he's not happy, right. He's not happy with the Nets. And then Woj comes on, he goes on ESPN and says, it's not that he's not happy with the team, but he's not happy with the results that they're putting out right now. And Gigi, I love that you mentioned Joe Harris because this has been a completely different Nets team with and without him. Like their shooting splits are drastically lower without him. And just because he opens up the court so much and that's a boost, even if, you know, Durant's not there. So I think that they definitely desperately need shooting. I think that's what they're going to go after at the deadline. Like I see a 3 and D guy like, Robert Covington, you know, Portland's not having a great season. If you can go out and get him, I think that's a great move. But you you called me out when I was talking about the Knicks. How are they going to get Miles Turner? And you look at this Nets roster and you say, what guys are going to be made available? Like, how are they going to get new talent? And I, I look at this roster and I see some of these younger guys. I see the De'Aaron Sharps. I see unfortunately cam thomas and even nick claxton like would the nets be not smart to at least think about moving some of these younger guys Gigi.
1: oh my god i think that that would be so smart and i think something that frustrated me watching them like i would say definitely when katie was healthy is that young guys weren't getting playing time and i was like well this is time to do it you know it's pre new year this is a good time to get people in the rotation but now we see that happening and it's not going well and maybe it takes some getting used to but yeah I I think that someone I actually don't know his um his contract but Bruce Brown I think could be someone we could do without for the Nets um I think bringing someone yeah three and D guy could be great I think the problem with Covington though is he doesn't he's like
0: not a shooter though I feel like he's not I think he's, he's got he's shooting like 35% from three that's that's my
1: yeah yeah okay all right that's actually huge I didn't know that but yeah from what I think you take the you take the young talent out because it is a championship team right now even if Kyrie's only playing away games in a seven game series that's okay this is a championship team and like you have to bring in people who could win that championship but you don't really trust people you don't trust Bruce Brown out there I do love David Duke Jr and I would keep him on the roster I think that he's like he he, you could rely on him even to start he was a good good player when he started a couple games ago so Um, when Kyrie's not playing, obviously he could get the start at home and he's proven himself, but I love LaMarcus Aldridge, but I think maybe just through injury or whatever, he's also a streaky player that, um, is not really serving as like a great big for them only with 18 points the other night. So I forget what your question was, but who do we bring in? Maybe, I don't know. That's the thing. This is the thing with the Knicks and the Nets is I just don't know who you bring in instead because, The Nets are even more um, uh, important to think about because the Knicks, the mission is to get them into the playoffs again, but the Nets, the mission is to get them into Eastern Conference Finals and then eventually into the finals and then to win because I think you could win with this team against teams in the West. So that being said, I think with them, it's going to be way bigger of a deal who they bring in and who they don't. But with James Harden in the comments you were talking about too, is like, it seems like he actually believes in this team and it's not like, Oh, well we're not producing. And like, that's it. And we just can't produce. It's like, he's like actually frustrated. Like, you know, it would be as if you were a player and you believe in the team and it's just not happening right now, something's not clicking. So I know in the press conference the other day, when people asked him about that, he was just like, "Um, did I ever say anything about wanting to be traded? And they were like, no, but there was a report. And he was like, but I didn't say anything. Right. They were like, no. And he just said, thanks and left. So yeah, I think with him, it's just like I believe in him as a leader, and he wants the young talent to work, but they're not. And I think maybe it could just be a low in the season. So who knows? It's a great time to freak out because you can move people around, but I don't really think you need to. Yeah.
2: No, yeah, I think you said it best, And For in, the, in terms of James Harden, uh, you know he's not going anywhere. There's there, he's he's just not. There's no. He's not going to Philly. He's staying. He's staying when, He's staying in Brooklyn, and he has every right to be frustrated. I mean, like, I, I read off the stats before, we, I mean, he's almost averaging a triple double. Uh, that's with those kind of stats, you need to be winning games. And like I said before, he's doing everything that he can for the Nets to win and they're just not putting it all together. So, and to answer your, to your question, Jack, I don't know either who they can bring in. I agree with the shooting. Um, I personally think they can use more depth in the front court. Um, but I think shooting is more of a uh, immediate need, but there it is again. Like who do you bring in for that? For that, I, it's, it's a tough question. And then who do you get rid of? Like, how much draft capital do you, do you have? Which teams would be willing to take on your younger players? How much value do those younger players have? There's a lot of questions there for the nets for who they can trade and then who they can trade for. So you just got to keep moving forward and this team, I, I'll tell you, this team will be back up probably top three
0: in the Eastern Conference when, it, when it's all said and done. Regardless of who they bring in at the deadline, there's going to be no bigger addition than KD. And Durant was recently announced as one of the all-star game starters. We're going to wrap up this uh, edition of Pick and Pod, just breaking down the uh, starters, our reactions to it. In the East, you've got Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Durant, Giannis, and Embiid, and in the West you've got John Morant, Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, LeBron James, and Nikola Jokic. I want your guys' reactions. Any snubs? Do you like the picks? I want your thoughts. Gigi, I'll go to you first.
1: Ooh, okay. Oh my god! Every time you've like thrown it to me, I'm like, oh, because this is actually crazy time to be a basketball fan. Anyway, Andrew Wiggins. Oh my god! I can't believe he's a starter. <laughs> I can't believe that. I think that that whole, um, the West pool is looking good. I'm not surprised. LeBron's the captain, 18 times all-star players. Pretty cool. Um, Jokic, of course, I think that is a given. Obviously, Steph Curry, another given. But I think it's actually really nice to see John Morant there too because, He has been so exciting to watch and like actually really efficient in his production. So yeah, I think that this West pool is very, very interesting. And I think that three years ago, I probably would have been so shocked to say Andrew Wiggins was a starter for um, all-star for the all-star game for the West. But yeah, no, I think that someone who I really, really love is um, Booker. Like I, I can't believe he actually isn't a starter in the West. And I mean, he's another walking highlight reel in a different way, but I think it would be an exciting game. Do you know if they're doing the same format as they did last year, like the Kobe format?
0: I do not have the answer.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, if you're listening, tweet at us, let us know. (laughs) But um, yeah, that's what I would say. I think Andrew Wiggins was like the one real, real shocker for me. How about you, Will?
2: Yeah. I really don't have any, uh, Problem with the East. I think the East. It was perfect. It couldn't have been any better. They don't, I saw a few a few things. I was scrolling through Twitter and people were giving their takes. There was a lot of people that were like, "Oh, Jimmy Butler," you know. And then I looked at the stats, and it's like, all right, you know, Jimmy Butler. He's having a great year. He's carrying that Heat team to where they are. They're the number one seed now. Uh, you could definitely argue Harden. I, I think you could you could put him in the conversation of as to why he wasn't a starter. That you could raise some eyebrows, but then you look at Demar Derozan and then you look at Trey Young, and you see what they have done for their teams. It, you know, you kind of look at Harden again, and then you're like, oh, all right, well, he'll make the bench." But so I really don't have any problems with the East. And yeah, um, you brought it up, GG Andrew Wiggins couldn't be any happier for him. He had a, uh, I mean, first overall pick, 2014. That was a big deal because he got shipped off right away, and that was the beginning of the second LeBron era in Cleveland. He was the centerpiece of that. And he didn't really work out in Minnesota. And he found a role in Golden State. And to all his credit, he's having a fantastic year. I I mean, possibly an all-star, obviously an all-star caliber season, but not starter. I'm sorry. Andrew Wiggins, no disrespect at all. But how is Luka Doncic not in that spot? I mean... Just all across the board, Luca, 25 points a game, eight rebounds a game. Uh, sorry, eight assists a game, nine rebounds a game. Just all around better than Andrew Wiggins. And he's the best player on his team. Andrew Wiggins is like the fourth best player on his team. So I, I think Luca being snubbed is even is bigger than Andrew Wiggins being the starter. I, this is the face. This is the new face of the NBA who's having a, just a great season as he as he's had in uh, recent years and he'll make the team most likely but the fact that he's not in that starting pool is a little shocking
1: so can I say though well I'm sorry to cut you off Jack is I think that was just because of bad luck with injury timing I think this him being out that. in November and December even with COVID too I think that's the only explanation. And it's probably really annoying. And I think people are just gonna chalk it up to COVID protocols and not even talk about the injury. But I completely agree. I also would love to see him in an all-star game too. I think he's just an exciting player in matchups like that because he actually really tries.
0: Well, there's one more explanation, and that's that Luke is listed as a guard. So he can't take Wiggins spot. So would you give him a spot over Ja or Curry? I don't think I can do that.
2: So I didn't know go. he was at, I thought he was listed as a forward. That's why I was like, "Oh, how is Luca not in?" But I didn't know he was listed as a guard. I cannot take Ja and Curry out for Luka. I can't. the The way that Ja, I mean, Ja has completely propelled this Grizzlies team to a top three team in the Western Conference from being almost bottom of the barrel. You know, I, I just can't take that away from Ja. I'm a big Ja Morant guy, so. Luca, he'll still be on the team, but can't take away Ja, just can't do it.
0: Yeah, Ja's having a great season, first-time All-Star, well-deserved for him. Wiggins, this is his first appearance in the All-Star game, too, which I thought that was kind of crazy. Like, he's definitely been, I guess, before this year, disappointing as a first overall pick, but he's had those years, like, he was a consistent, like, 20-plus point-per-game guy in Minnesota. So to see him like make it for the first time was surprising to me. And now he's having a career year. With that being said, he's not an all-star starter. He's he's not an all-star starter. He's the fourth best player on his team. You're right, Will. And Draymond listed a four, like he definitely could take that spot. I think he deserves it over Wiggins. I think Carl Anthony Towns could deserve it. I think Rudy Gobert could deserve it. Maybe even Paul George. I mean, I guess I'm happy for Andrew Wiggins, but I think the three of us are in consensus here that he should not be an all-star starter. And in the East, I agree. I think, I think the picks are good. Maybe you could get Harden in for Trey Young, but I guess the Hawks aren't having a great season, but he's having great stats. He's continuing to progress and, Durant is dealing with that injury, so he's probably not going to be around for the all-star game. Miami Heat fans, you guys can rejoice because Jimmy Butler's probably going to take that spot when uh, Durant eventually goes out. But I-, I think that's it. I mean, we're pretty much in agreement here, right? Like on these these takes the picks.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: All right. So NBA Twitter i know they're crazy a lot but i think people are pretty much in consensus here and we'll have to see how i guess injuries and other factors dictate i mean we've still got a couple weeks until the all-star game so maybe someone gets hurt and you know um who are we upset about Harden starts Wh- whatever nba twitter will do their thing but that's gonna do it for this edition of pick and pod i'm Jack Roach. Joined with Gigi Spear and Will Talent. Pig and Pod is a production of WFUV Sports. Have a great evening, everyone.